Blog Talk Radio. Karen Cam Radio Show. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And you can get the first six chapters of my book on my website, KarenCan.com. You put your name and email on there to get on my mailing list, and I will email you the six chapters as well as six of my Fast Track Your Healing classes absolutely free and my very, very popular clearing and protection spray formula that you can use to uh, use as sort of like a positive room deodorizer to keep you positive as well. Uh, you can actually even drink charged water in your water bottle. Um, so today is very special because I was asked by the wonderful folks at unitedintentions.org um, to interview the founder, Tim, and I'll tell you a little bit about Tim in a moment. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> so what do I normally do uh, when I get asked something like that? Well, I ask God. That's just what I do. So I asked Doris. I said, well, let me, can I have the light score of this company? And I got like, you know, in the high 90s. So I was like, okay, you picked my attention. That's awesome. Uh, so then I uh, uh, asked and God said, yep, it would be for everyone's highest and greatest good if you interviewed them on your radio show. So here we are. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about them. Now, um, those of you that followed my launch last week, uh, the How to Become a Light Warrior program, and uh, when Aram, uh, the coach, asked you know, me, why do I have, you know, what's different about this program that I created versus the other entity clearing package that I uh, created before, and because Ascension 1 and Ascension 2 are packed full of uh, frequencies um, based on positive intentions, uh, I told her that, you know, Ascension 1 and 2 are intention-based programs, meaning that one has to, not has to, but it works better if you have an intention in mind, like you want to heal. Like if you just play the MP3, great, it'll go to work on healing you in whatever order that source feels is best for you. Uh, but sometimes you have an urgent issue, something you want to accomplish soon. So if you have a vision of what you want to accomplish, then what you would do is you would use those programs and you would point it in that direction. But i got to tell you, there is a large per- percentage of people that I work with, students, uh, you know, even patients, that really don't have an idea, like, what, what do you mean intention? Like, you know, they don't really know how to form one. I mean, we work with my VIP group, uh, you know, uh, with this kind of stuff. Um, But uh, if you're not part of the VIP group, and sometimes you get a little lost, like, how do I do that? Which is why I created the new program, How to Become a Light Warrior. So that, you know, we would go step by step doing some foundational healings and clearing, you know, negative beliefs and negative emotions and things like that, you know, step by step. Um, so because a lot of people are just throwing up their hands like, I, I know these are powerful programs, and but I don't really know what to say, what to do. So I thought, well, this is perfect timing because here we are um, going to be talking about intentions. Because some people have a totally different idea of what I mean when I say intention <laughs> versus, you know, what we're talking 
talking about. We're talking about manifesting, manifesting uh, what you really want versus what you don't want. So we're going to be talking about the power of intentions to support your healing and unitedintentions.org. Folks are really expert at it, and they have a free non-for-profit site to help you develop your intention muscles so and your manifesting muscles. So let me um, tell you a little bit more. Uh, science has proved that thoughts can change our reality, right? You probably already have you know, seen a lot of movies. I know I have read a lot of books on it. Um, and you know how powerful your intentions can be. But um, you, what you may or may not be aware of is how to tap into the biggest source of power of your intentions, how to help you heal more quickly, take control of your life. This is way more deep than positive thinking. Um, this includes evidence-based practices that help you manifest whatever it is you desire, um, and that could include thriving health, of course. It's, I, you know, that's my thing, perfect health, right? Um, through the power of your thoughts and emotions. So today I'm interviewing Tim Ray, founder of United Intentions, and we're going to discuss the most effective ways that you can use your intentions to, number one, speed up your healing process. Number two, manifest your soul's desires, and even if it's small or big, like you know me, I like to do weather magic, right? <laughs> so sometimes that can be big. Um, and uh, number three, the most common blocks that stop our intentions from manifesting powerfully. So for some of you, uh, this is going to um, be a great review, and also um, you know just tapping on your shoulder, saying, "Hey, you know, get back to these awesome practices." And for others of you, this is going to be brand new stuff that you haven't heard of, foundational things that could be really, really helpful. So if you have a question um, and you would like to be unmuted, what you want to do is call in 818-514-1190, okay, and then um, pick one on your dial pad. So I know your hand is up. So when we get to questions, then you can, you know, I can unmute you. Because if you don't have your hand up, then I don't know who you are. <laughs> um, also, I am going to open the chat. So let me do that right now. I'm going to open the chat. So folks that are online, um, I'll try not to go over this week like I did last time. <laughs> Suddenly the streaming stopped. Sorry about that. So uh, we're going to open the chat um, and, uh, you know, launch that. Well, looks like, okay, well, something needs to be upgraded. So I may have to go to my other screen to do that while we talk. Um, but we have, uh, let me just check here. Okay. All right, let me tell you a little bit about him. So um, he's the founder and CEO of unitedintentions.org. So as a young college student in the 80s, Tim Ray uh, learned about the mind-body connection as the key to health. He thought he saw a, a similar strong connection between service to employees and clients and the health of a business bottom line. So led by those two insights, Tim, Tim's multifaceted career as a leader in healthcare, creator of educational programs and business owner found exceptional success. Even with a strong vision and mission, he found the hardest work by far was keeping a positive, powerful focus on how he intended to live. With little time and a world full of distractions, you and I know all that, right? He wanted a relaxing, simple way to focus in the amidst everyday struggle. So working with the techniques he's accumulated over the years brought great success and satisfaction to Tim's family and career life. You can learn these skills too, practice them, and um, you can experiment on how things work on the United Intentions website. So let me just give you that website again. So it's unitedintentions.org. So 
All one word, www.unitedintentions.org. Okay. So let me just check in. I'm going to say, oh, lots of people here on the queue listening in. Um, I am going to see if I can find Tim here (laughs) in this big, huge list. All right. So, Tim, if you can hear me, um, you will need to put your hand up. Um, And uh, I'm actually texting Jennifer, too, just to see. I have a number for you, but I'm not sure that's the same number. That um, that I have for you because I don't see that on the queue, so I might be unmuting somebody who is not Tim. <laughs> but if if you're not Tim, that's okay. So let me just uh, unmute. Uh, let's unmute the Skype caller first. Okay, are yes, you Tim? By any chance? Yay! I am Tim, <laughs> Doctor Ken. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Okay, Listen. good guess. Thank you, God. <laughs> okay, so this is really Doctor, exciting, you're, you're Tim. My- Oh, you have no idea. I am so pumped up. You're my new superhero for multiple reasons. One being the fact that uh, that you are healing people through their intentions, basically, your your type of healing process, which I'm just you need to be actually in charge of our healthcare program. And two, that you uh, you actually rated us in the high 90s with your internal um, guidance uh, process there. Now that is to me is the most best compliment you could ever give the organization that your intuition. <laughs> They're connected to connection to source. Put us in the high 90s on being a a, a light worker, quality worker, uh, a helper out there. So, thank you for that, doctor. Oh yeah, that's awesome. And you know what? I got to tell you, I've been telling my students the last couple of weeks, uh, even before your uh, your organization contacted me, that uh, one of the lessons that I was teaching them was about discernment, uh, because I had several people come up to me and say, "Hey, you know, I've got a client who's." going to see so-and-so, a very famous person, you know, and this is what we're getting as an answer, and I'm not feeling really good about it. Can you please check it? And much to my surprise, sometimes I'll get a really low light score because things have intervened or tried to sabotage, and uh, not, not because they're trying to do anything bad, just that sometimes light workers are being sabotaged on purpose <laughs> um, by other <laughs> energies. Um, but but your organization, I mean, I, I mean, you weren't even under my so-called protective umbrella, uh, and you guys were all were fine. So that was a really really good thing. So a lot of people do not, I have to say, do not rate in the high 90s. Actually, rare. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it because it's awesome. Congratulations. Well, thank you, thank you, doctor. We're kind of new kids on the block, but uh, we definitely are strong and um, and and focused and ready to rock and roll. I'll tell you, I am just so excited to be part of uh, this, you know, when you're kind of, you, you're growing up and you, and you become at a point in your life where you are just attracting, you're on that frequency and you're just attracting like-minded people. And then the more you realize that you're in charge of this reality and you start attracting even more people, and then you really mm-hmm. kind of, you're in the flow and you're like, wow, look, look who's coming now. And it's like, I'm, I'm, what was they say, leveling up in the computer, in the computer world there. We've been leveling I say that up too. and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> my and husband's a big computer you, is, gamer so right yeah exactly and and you know my my son does that and it's just leveling up that's what we're doing and that's really just increasing our frequency or dialing our frequency into that higher love vibration and you track the most incredible people and i just love what we're doing because it's just it's it's altruistic it's and at one level, we're just trying to create a stepping stone for people to realize that they create their intentions all the time. We're just showing them a digital process to do it. They don't have to go to the site and digitally do that. But if they're not familiar with the process, they can. And But basically, we're doing it all the time. And here, I'm meeting people like you and so many others who are just incredible human beings. And it, boy, doesn't it give you just hope? 
that this world is going to make this shift. You know, we're going to, we're going to make this thing work. We're going to, we're going to pull it through and, and bring love and light back to this world. I mean, don't you feel that way now? The more people you attract like this on this frequency? Oh, absolutely. It's a positive manifestation of our intentions, of course. Um, and, you know, I, I track uh, world, uh, galactic, whatever, you know, multiversal stuff because I have to. That's part of my job. Um, so even though I know what's going on, sometimes, uh, you know, the average person sometimes will get kind of down in the dumps because they don't even know they're, like, for example, feeling negative emotions from mass consciousness, and they think it's theirs, you know, and they start to right. own it as if it's theirs. And then it mars their focus. Um, and, and so, you know, sites like yours are really important to keep people focused. So maybe you can tell us about how, how United Intentions actually works. Well, you know, the dark side. I have to thank the dark side, really. I appreciate all my demons and dark, dark, dark folks out there who have been teaching me lessons throughout my life. And when I get down and depressed, and I have been in the past, uh, I realized that, wow, I don't like being down here. I don't like this vibration. And I was to the point where, and I knew about the power of intentions or the, the, the metaphysical aspects of, of the love and the frequencies and where we're going. But I kind of got lost into the career throughout my 20s and 30s and kind of got a little lost chasing the, uh, chasing the identification of, uh, of beautiful, shiny objects out there. Mm-hmm. And I... Even with that, and even with knowing, having a baseline of, of how important source is, and I, it's easy to get off path at any given time. And so I found myself just like watching the news and just wanting to put a you know bullet in my head, figuratively speaking. Oh dear! Just it's so ne- so negative, and I, I and just and I was I was finding myself, doctor, getting paranoid. I was getting paranoid, like oh my god, there's really no hope out there. And that, and then all of a sudden, my thoughts would then feed on other thoughts and attract other negative thoughts, other lower vibrational thoughts. And so I was like, wow, here I am, a guy who's supposed to kind of know what's going on, and I'm caught into this trap, and I just just disconnected. I said, that's it, I'm out, I'm checking out. No more am I going to be watching the news anymore. No more, I'm gonna, I'm, when I wake up in the morning, get out of bed, I'm making my own news. You know, I know, understand that's how, you, yeah. that's how the power of your intentions are. And I'm going to start just raising my frequency and I'm going to start. And, I, and instead of spending money on building a giant bunker, I decided to build the Foundation United Intentions Foundation. <laughs> so, so I, and I said, you know, this is, <laughs> I said, this is really, you know, this is the time. This is, this is the Super Bowl game. This is when we got to cash in our chips. This is why we're here, or why at least I believe I'm here. And I'm either going to stick my head in the sand like, right, like a lot, lot of the other sheeple out there, or I'm going to be the shepherd that I was meant to be. And, uh, and that's where I just said, you know what, I'm going to help myself raise my frequency at the same time because I'm an entrepreneur and I just love building and creating things from scratch. I said, why don't I put a foundation together help other people at the same time? And so uh, a handful of years ago, that's exactly what I did. I, uh, I stepped down from running my business. I'm in the home, ca- home health care business, senior care business for 25, 30 years. And I stepped down from running my business and I have an excellent, excellent president who runs it for me and allows me to play and have fun. And, uh, and this is what I did. I created the foundation and now I've just been attracting the most incredible people. I mean, these people are really ones making this work. And I'm just out here just talking and uh, trying to create a home where uh, more and more people will come and make this movement. And it's, it's simple. Our vision is very simple, doctor. It, it's, it, you know, people have these like these long visions and missions. Our vision is uh, awakening people to the power of their intentions. That's it. That's all we do. Is, uh, and there's so many different levels and so many different phases of that. I mean, from our UI program, education program that we do to help kids in schools to uh, just our radio shows to our 
to our, uh, our website where you actually learn how to create, track, and manifest your intentions, and you could actually track them. And also, when you realize it, you realize you manifest, manifest that item, whatever you want and intend. And then all of a sudden, you have that empowerment to know that you could do it again. You know, wow, I did it once, I could do it again. And then now, wow, I'm going to go a little bigger now. And so it's kind of a step-by-step process to help you. And it just doesn't, you know, it's kind of like this. We learned about the secret in the past, where you know you ha- you learned the, the quantum physics that supported everything what we're doing. However, the secret kind of left out something important. It left the subconscious belief out, which is really right. running the show here. It's thirty thousand times more powerful than what we are conscious belief. So, you and I, as you know, and I'm I'm not telling speaking to the choir here, but uh, just any, any new uh, new listeners out there is that when you know you you intend something. Say you want to intend a, a new uh, a Camaro, or not Camaro. What's, what's a nice car, Jesse? Uh, Bugatti. A Bugatti. Right? You, want, you want to intend a nice Bugatti, right? I don't even know what that yeah. is. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't. Honestly, I don't even know what it is. But Jesse, he's hip. He knows all the cool, cool things okay. around here. Uh, and uh, and so. Uh, so you want to you want to you want to manifest a new Bugatti, right? So your conscious mind's like, yeah, 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 I want this Bugatti, and then your your subconscious mind, which is again is runs ninety five percent of our brain, is saying, no, you, you you can only afford like a Hyundai, you know. So, and so here you're like you're you're, you're there's this gap between what you're consciously intending and then what you're subconsciously intending, and guess who's going to win every time? Your subconscious because it's, it's it's the stronger of the two. So uh, on the site we kind of play with just introduction introduction play, I should say. With realizing what subconsciously may be blocking your are your obstacles uh, when you start creating this intention, and so we have like an advanced part too. You do a quick intention, then you could go to the advanced intention when you start looking at your old beliefs, uh, and through being still meditation, and you kind of uh, allowing that to come to you. Like you said, your intuition, you allow that guide to to reach to you, and everyone has, I guess, their own ways of doing that, but. Uh, usually it's, it's an intuitive experience and then you realize, wow, you know, and then, then your point is you're trying to sync that subconscious belief with your new conscious intention belief. And this more you could work on that, the more likely you'll get closer to actually manifesting what you truly want and your desire. So it, it's, it's, and then of course she, it's, it's, it's a doctor, um, doctor dispenses principles, simple three principles mm-hmm. of creating that state of being it's uh, expectancy you know, add, uh, adding meaning to it, and then, of course, repetition. And that's what the site does. It allows you to repeat visiting it, that intention over and over again, create the expectancy. What we created, um, Dr. Ken, was a, an intention scale. And the intention scale is very simple. It's just a way of measuring uh, your belief in your present moment of, of that intention being manifested. And it starts from, like, definitely not, not likely, maybe likely, then definitely. And you're basically measuring each time you visit that intention, where are you on the intention scale? Because your state of being is what, what manifests it. You can even call it a knowing scale. Like the more you know and the less doubt you have, the more it's going to likely to appear in your life. Like and that. so you measure, your, you measure your, your, your expectancy on that level, and then you add meaning to it. You, we, we have you put pictures up. We have you put videos up of that intention. You create a, a vision board on Pinterest and so now you have the three principles going in place there. You're expecting it. You're, uh, you're adding the meaning behind it. And then now, of course, you're re- repeating it and looking at it, reviewing and affirming it. So it gives you a chance to play and experiment with the manifesting of intentions. And, and it's fun. And because the best part about it is it's a social, it's a social w- website. So you get online. You start friending people. They see your intentions that you want public. You could keep private intentions. You don't have to share if you don't want or just friends. And so you have now the whole point, as you know, doctor, is so well, when two more people come together in prayer or two more people come together in similar intention, there's that energetic uh, motivating 
exponentially powerful force that just helps you focus. Other people are helping you focus, and they're actually helping you create your intention as you are doing that with theirs. So it, it kind of it's a, it's a community where people come together to create intentions together and support each other in that process. Really that simple. I think that's great. That is great. I mean, I love playing with that kind of stuff. And I think that, um, uh, like I was saying earlier when I first started, is that there are some of my students that they're just really, really new, you know, at this, you know, stuff, like some people call it woo-woo or whatever, you know, stuff. So no one ever <laughs> taught them that. And I, yeah. And I love, yeah. you know, my millennials, my teens, my early 20s, you know, that I, you know, um, mentor and, um, you know, just having, and they're, of course, always online. So, you know, having a way <laughs> yeah. that they can do this, um, um, you know, on their own and then, you know, connect with people that have similar, you know, um, frequencies is so important. In fact, uh, I just want to let you know that we've had some really great stories of this, what you were just saying about that power of, you know, uh, intention and prayer uh, together. There was a... Uh, uh, over Easter, there was a little five-year-old boy that drowned in a pool, and he was on life support, and they were going to basically pull the plug if he didn't come through the weekend. And so we got an urgent email from someone who wasn't on Facebook but was part of our Light Warrior tribe, and she said, can you please you know, do a healing on him? And I said, well, I'm going to do better than that. I'm going to post it to our group, and we're going to do a group healing. So we did, and literally, I mean, that was my part of it, you know, was just to post it, and within 24 hours, he woke up, right. he was eating, he was speaking. Look at uh, that. I mean, just amazing stuff. Yeah, so what you're saying is like you know, totally, totally true. Uh, you know, just think how empowered us as human beings, and I, I call you a superhero, and you really are, but most of the people who are realized that they have their ability to create their own reality or co-create their reality, uh, because you know, we got to deal with the parameters of collective consciousness and also of right. God, God is all there is, whatever you want to define, but basically we're co-creating our reality every nanosecond, and once we are, once you really, truly, I mean, you know, you could say that, and it sounds nice, right? And a lot of people say it, and Oprah says it, and a lot of people say it, but once you really understand what those words mean and you, in, you in, intrinsically incorporate it into your, and in, throughout your whole, whole belief system, you're like, wow, I am very powerful. And it's like Spider-Man, you know, with great, <laughs> great power comes great responsibility because you I can love, use that power that for time. anything, you know? Right. Look at you. See, we're on, we're on the same. We're, we are already in the way, same wavelength already, aren't we? That's so, right. um, and I know, right? But remind me real quick. Here, I'm going off tangent here, but I had Dr. Bruce Lipton on the on on the call uh, on a on a call a long time ago, and he, um, I said to him, I said, you know, I when I was I was talking to Jennifer, I said, what I'm so excited about today, and she was like, the the Imagine If program, the fact that you know. Um, Dr. Bruce Lipton's calling out. I'm so excited that I'm in right now for this moment, for at least for this next hour, I'm in the same frequency wavelength as Dr. Bruce Lipton. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm pumped up about. That I, somehow I found his frequency and I'm connected right now. So anyway, my whole point is that um, you know, it, it, it is an amazing, powerful process once you realize that you're responsible for everything and, um, and that once you totally understand that, that's when life becomes fun. Because that's when, you know, if you, if, you, if you don't get too scared, if you don't let fear seep in and realize this, and if you're responsible with that power, that's really key because a lot of people will kind of go, well, if they don't really have that mentality or the, the maturity for it, they can misuse it very quickly. You know, and that's when you hear about what happens to like, people like Luke and Darth, Darth Vader and, and, and the dark mm-hmm. forces, right? And so mm-hmm. you have to really understand that this is incredible, incredible opportunity. And when people play victim, 
that's the first sign that I see, and and I go, well, apparently they don't, they have not claimed their power yet, and maybe in time they will. Yep. But when and and, and listen, we all play victim. Any given time, we could be unconscious about playing a victim by whatever circumstance may be thrown at us. Uh, you know, when you don't expect, even 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 practitioners like yourself or myself and other folks out there who are been doing it for years, you, you know, you, you get caught. <laughs> Things happen. That's just part of life and growing and learning. And but. The point is that when you see that victim mentality or that it's pervasive through somebody's personality, they really are missing the opportunity here to claim back their power and start creating the reality and creating the life that they really want to experience. And it has to be a state of being. It has to be that, that, that belief, overall belief. Now I'm saying 24 hours every second of the day you have to be in that state of being. But the more you are overall in that state of being, the more power you will have and the more – influence you'll have in creating this reality, this heavier density reality that we live in, which is fun because not many people can have the opportunity to do in this. Just think if like we were always just, we think something we create it, or think something we create it, you know, with our fear base here, it probably would be kind of scary, but, but if we were just creating whatever, it'd be boring after a while, I think. I love having this separation and density and not knowing what's going to come out of the table the next time, you know? I don't want to leave. I want to stay here for a while, you know? I'm, I'm enjoying this. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And I love what you said about the self-responsibility because uh, another healer friend of mine, she actually, um, we were working together, and we actually were working on similar stuff, just just different context. She was working on an abundance money package, and so she has her own conversations with God, and and basically uh, God shared with her basically 22 kind of like points of, you know, you need to be 100% on all these points in order to be, you know, a true like money magnet, uh, you know, uh, earning, you know, six figures and true integrity. Um, and the top three, she said, were absolutely crucial. And one of them was self-responsibility. So that's what you're talking about is we take full responsibility for what we are co-creating in our life. And we can't play victim. Like you either want to create your life or you don't, yeah. and you can't be a victim. But but that doesn't mean that I don't tell people that if they want to feel bad or for themselves, they're totally okay because I will have like a little pity party, and I'll time it, and I'm like, okay, I've got three minutes, and I'm going to make uh, myself really mad right now <laughs> for three minutes, and I just tell the angels, please support me. Don't take it personally. You know, I'm just going to be like, rah, 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 you know, for three minutes, and I'm like, look at the clock. Okay, I'm done. Move on. You <laughs> see? Yeah, see that that that's the way to have that, and that's and that's you creating that reality. You saying I'm going to get my because you know what? When sometimes I have to say, and and if anybody should know, it should be you as MD. That you know sometimes people have to allow you got to allow people to be in their pain. You got to allow them to be in their f- lower frequency yeah. vibration because there's there's lessons to be learned everywhere and anywhere for yep. whatever reason. And you know you hope hopefully they you know they don't stay or you don't stay in it too long because then you're. You know, and there's still, I guess, a lesson to be learned. But you, you know, you want to see people happy just by the nature of being human. But you know, people sometimes just need to appreciate being depressed, appreciate being sad, appreciate and be grateful and gratitude for having that contrast of feelings, because mm-hmm. you then can really appreciate when you're joyful, and you can really appreciate when you're happy and in love and. And, and, and engaged where, you know, loneliness and sadness and depression has a strong purpose. I mean, it's, it's something that not to avoid or run away from. It's something to, in my opinion, is to embrace and, and, and taste the flavor of it and, you know, and 
the, the you know the soak and and the soak the the marrow and the bones and just enjoy every minute either bad and good because one you know it's always going to change it always is it's inevitable change is is inevitable nothing's permanent and and two that you have and we and when you realize you have the ability to shift that at any given time then you could play in that sadness and enjoy that for that moment and then because one day it's going to be gone and then then you go on right. to whatever you need to but. My point is that sometimes people, first thing they want to do is take people out of that pain, take people out of that moment right. of, of depression or grief. And I'm like, well, hey, hold on. You know, maybe I may want to join them for a little bit. <laughs> you know, maybe there's something I'm missing here. I, you know, I'm too happy. You know, maybe I need to be sad a little bit. I don't know. But it's just uh, I think something needs to be that you need to appreciate all levels of emotional states of being. Um, but I do think when you're in a more joyful, higher, let's say higher for a better word, or you're channeled into that vibration of joy that you do manifest, I think, things quicker that you will likely to enjoy more because you sure manifest things quickly too when you're sad and depressed, when things that you're not going to like as well. So we, we, manifest, we, we, we create everything. So when something's disastrously happening, in my opinion, to you or to someone you know or in your reality to whatever, maybe you created that. Like, wow, how could I create somebody else's co-create? Well, because we're – kind of, you know, uh, it, it gets tricky. It gets like that Benito Masario type of taking full response for everything you're creating. Like I'm right now creating that table that you're sitting on, Doc, and or there's, there's, there's next chair you're sitting on, the table next to, and every nanosecond in my reality, I'm creating that as you're creating mine right here because we're sharing this frequency together for whatever period of time. Now, you feel pretty in-depth on that level, and quantum physics may support that to a certain degree, that everything's happening simultaneously, right? Present, present past, and future. But you know, it's more theoretical in the sense, uh, in, in that level, and it may not be, you know, conducive to help explain somebody how they create their own realities. You may have to look at it more of a more simpler process, which there are plenty of them out there. But my point is that you could take that level of creating your own reality to the utmost level and the utmost perspective, and quantum physics usually will, will support that. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's some pretty weird stuff that I get told uh, <laughs> that I have to share uh, with with just you know past, present, future, alternate, multi universes. You'd think that I I should be good at physics or something because uh, I talk about this stuff, but <laughs> I, I'm like the messenger. Yeah, I, you know what's really important, I think, Tim, what you're saying is that you know I I love the movie The Secret, um, but I know there were a lot yeah. of people disappointed um, in in that they could not you know, create their reality, like, hey, I want to create um, a bag of money, you know, dropping on my head, like, why is not happening? I'm envisioning it, I'm trying to be, you know, thinking positive, and it almost made negative emotions like a no-no, and I think that yeah, then people yeah. were trying to stuff them down like they didn't exist, but what we're saying is we actually need to appreciate them as just part of humanity and just process them so they don't weigh us down. Well, one thing, Doc, I, I like to share with your your audience too is people have to be very careful. I mean, I mean, our, our site is just all about positive intentions and raising the frequency and and trying not to stay in a lower lower frequency thinking, right? And that, and that we get all that. And uh, at the same time, this sounds a little hypocritical, but you got to take you got to be very careful because the, the the subconscious is so powerful and. It, it could fool our moment. I mean, any, it, I could say here, all I could pull out all the things that you, you could be doing better in your life and what you should be doing if you just shared a little bit with me, and you could do the same for me. It's just when we're, when we're looking at ourselves in the mirror, it is so hard to really see 
like why we're doing these really idiotic things, right? But somebody else, a stranger's coming out from a bird's eye perspective, can see and say, oh yeah, just do this, this, and that, and you're like, oh yeah, that's easy, isn't it? Why can't I see that? It's just we're so close to the problem. It usually is the case, but it's really our subconscious mind. And a lot of people call it to um, what Teal Swan calls about. She calls it a positive based denial. Um, I'm sorry, denial based positive thinking. And oh, I like that. Thinking, I've never heard of it that way. Right. Yeah, so yeah. let's let that soak let that soak in for a minute. You know, denial based positive thinking. And that's like when you're saying earlier is like the secret where we're supposed to we're supposed to just uh you know, only focus on positive thoughts and and and, and, uh, and, and when a negative thought comes in, you know, there's that panic mode, right? And what is the panic mode? That's that's a fear of a frequency vibration. Now we're now we're yeah. back in the old cycle of suppressing something for something else, right? Rather than allowing. And so a lot of people who like, I don't want to look at anything negative. I don't want to look at, I don't want to look up in the sky and see all the chemtrails. I don't want to acknowledge that. I don't want to look out and all the satanic pedophilia going on. I don't want to look at whatever going on in the world. I don't want to look because I don't, that's not the reality I want to create. You know, ignorance is bliss, I think, right? I, <laughs> ignorance is bliss, right? But I, I think when we get caught up into that, um, that state of mindset, mindset, yeah, denial-based positive thinking has a very easy, easy, uh, way to get sneak in and you have to be very careful because it's a fine line and it's right on the fence when you're trying to live a, a I call living through intentions a life living a life through intentions uh, which is I think the only way to live you know this should be like a little airplane uh, quote living fly fly united intentions living through intentions only way to live <laughs> all right so the um so, but when you you get caught into that that uh, denial based positive thinking you have to really question yourself. Okay, am I sticking my head in the sand on this or, or am not? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about Eckhart Tolle is he said, you know, when you have a, you're faced with a negative reality or a perceived negative reality because everything is perception, right? We're just big illusions, having fun, sharing. And that's why I love to play all the time because this is just this is playground time for me. And when we're, we're, experiencing, we're experiencing this negative reality, you have three choices, he says. He says you leave it, you, you change it, or, you know, you accept it. Nowhere in, those, in, in there he says you stick your head in the sand and ignore it. And so you got to see, okay, am I, not, am, I dealing with, am I dealing with these three choices here or am I ignoring it? You'll find, and I'll find, a lot of people, because of the power of the subconscious mind, including myself, will often find myself, wow, I, I really had my head in the sand on this because I don't, want, I don't want to focus on it because it's not my reality. I don't want this to be my reality. But if it's in our reality, then it's our reality. We create it, you know. So if it's there, it's there. And, and to, to ignore it is ignoring is, is a part of us because everything's a mirror of us, as they say, or we're a walking hall of mirrors. And to ignore anything in our reality, I don't care if it's your spouse or if it's the, if the cashier that you just met for three seconds in the, in the local Publix or uh, what, well, you're in New York. What kind of stories do you have up there? I forgot. I used to be from <laughs> a uh, little dinky Adirondack store. <laughs> Welcome to the South. I'm I'm calling from Atlanta, by the way, and um okay. and so you, you have you have to you have to really really be uh, conscientious of of that aspect and um and and I I I always say you when you find yourself into that positive based denial or denial based positive thinking instead of judging the judgment just or when that negative thought comes in look at it examine it feel it. Hold on to it, and then when it's there, at some point you're gonna go. Well, 
uh, it doesn't serve me right now. I'm going to throw it away. But when, that sh- when it shows up, don't panic and say, oh, my God, it's 17 seconds. I'm going to track another one. Oh, my God, 17, I'm going to 68 seconds. I'm going to man it. Oh, no. Yeah, right, exactly. You, you, all, all you're doing is attracting more and more and more and more and more. So, you know, when that negative thought comes in, it's appearing for a reason. It's it, it, that dark side's showing up, that demon showing up for a reason for you to be able to look at it, you know. And as, as Teal Swan says, love your demons. Once we understand that, we've got to start loving yep. our demons. And I'm not just talking about the demons, you know, figuratively. I'm talking, you know, like you talk about is literal demons that are being attached to people from alter- alternate selves and things like that. I mean, that's all, mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. opinion, very valid out there. And I think that it's very, uh, it's important to say, okay, why, just, how do you love a demon, you know? That's kind of scary, isn't it? But the demons uh. are only attaching to us because there's a need that we're not dealing with within ourselves. And, you know, so it's a mirror reflection, that demon's a mirror reflection of that need that we're choosing not to deal with ourselves. So you've you got to do the shadow work, I think. I, don't think, I think it's all part one, the yin-yang, the, the darkness. And I think a lot of people get caught up into the, the secret and the, and the positive power of thinking. I think they, sometimes they, they do. They deny themselves, and they're, and they're sticking heads in the sand unconsciously, not purposefully and not, not with malice or, you know, with negative energies. That just because, you know, who wants to feel bad, you know? Uh, but well, it's exactly. Part of, it's part of our growth. You know, exactly. So anyway, I didn't want to go off on a tangent on that, but I did want to share that a little no, bit No, no, that was perfect. Well, I, I'm going to be truly transparent here, and I'm just going to share with everybody, you know, who's ever struggled. Um, you know, I definitely struggled too, and I know a lot of you um, that are my students and, and clients and patients know that I've gone through fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. But what you may not know is I was also in massive debt. Um, and I, I, and literally this month will be the first time as other than my mortgage, <laughs> you know, that I'm going to be paying off all my credit cards. And I got to tell you, when I, when I was able to pay my taxes, instead of complaining about how much taxes that I now owe because of how much I earn now, I was so happy to pay my taxes. I was so <laughs> happy to pay, you know, off the credit card because before I stuck my head in the sand and I'm like, focus on the positive, focus on the positive. So then like yeah. all this credit card debt was just like looming behind me, like this big, huge shadow that I didn't want to look at. So, right. you know, finally when I looked at it, I'm like, okay, instead of judging yourself, Karen, just go, oh, well, okay, let's be curious about it. What's this about? You know, rather than be judgmental. So I totally <laughs> Dr. hear you. Dr. Ken, I, I, I see you. I see you. Actually, I'm visualizing right now. I've seen you jumping up with those credit cards, all pieces flying up in the air, jumping up in the air with your feet kind of pulled up, and then snapshot of you like that. That's what I'm seeing happening in the very near future. So, right? I got you. I got you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, sometimes people put people on a pedestal, but I think almost all of our, you know, some of our favorite teachers and uh, wonderful, like the people you have talked about today, like, you know, Dr. Bruce and Dr. Joe uh, Espinoza. I mean, everybody's gone through stuff. I mean, not nobody has not gone through <laughs> yeah. stuff. We're human. Oh, um, listen, like what we I, do I love, I, I, yeah, I, I love Gandhi. Gandhi is one of my favorites. So I haven't really read his autobiography, but they basically – his people, his, his handlers around him at the time. This is you know, back in the twenties and thirties, I guess. Uh, they were like, "Hey, don't be writing a book about what your autobiography was going on. You know, you're sort of a father of a nation. You're you're kind of getting to God's status here." And he said, "That's exactly why I'm writing a book and talking about my sexual desires and and all the and how I'm I'm just a man because I don't want people to put me on a pedestal like I'm some type of God because then what happens?" They feel like 
I'm the superhero that's going to come save them. No, the superhero is the person in the mirror right now. You know, what if God's waiting for everyone to wake up and realize they're their own superhero and to realize that they have this own power to create their own reality and really shift, make conscious decisions and sink their subconscious beliefs with their conscious beliefs and truly start raising the vibration, the hurts of this earth right here, this world, this solar system universe. What if that's the case? Then that was Gandhi's whole point. He said, no, I want you to realize I, I, I'm a man with, with cardinal desires and, and with problems and, and anger and the whole works and debt. <laughs> um, so uh, to me, I think that's when people are truly living and being their authentic self. And that's why I'm so turned off. I tell you, I cannot not only watch news, I can't watch much entertainment or even Hollywood or and that list is a really excellent movie, and I'm a, I'm a movie snob, so I mean it has to be really quality movie. <laughs> um, and and uh, but you know, unless it's excellent, and I I can't I can't watch this pretentiousness anymore. It's just too much. It I, I surround myself. I really look forward to surround myself, and and I love attracting people who could be their authentic selves. And I I'm my authentic self to my degree I can be at this point in my life. And I'm hoping in five years I'll even be more authentic. So, but my point is that's. That's where I really like to be. I love – and I don't care if they don't have a dime to their name or if they're a freaking billionaire. It doesn't matter to me because I'm going to treat them the same because they're just they're, – we're human beings having a spiritual we're, – we're spiritual beings having a human experience here, and we should connect on that spiritual level with everyone because when we all leave – it doesn't matter if it, you know the, the the Trumps or the the Soroses or the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers or me, you, our neighbors. We're all going to die. All right. Whether AI is going to help out or not for a little period of time, we're all going to die. And when we die, we're all going to we're all going to have you know I don't say a similar experience, but we're all going to have experience that's similar in that paradigm. And and we can't take anything with us. We can't take our house. We can't take our money. We can't take anything. We can't take our favorite favorite, you know, pair of shoes. Nothing goes with us. And so we have that in common and we should be able to bond on that level and and start making decisions what's best for all of us. We could do that at any given time. We just got to get the we just got to create this intentional community. We got we really got to create intentional communities. And once we attract and what we're doing it. Like right now I can guarantee you, doctor, you probably have now, especially since you've been doing the radio and your practice, and uh, God, you're right online with the acupuncture and, and what you're doing with the energy sources and, and how you're, you're, you're living your life through your intentions. That's what you've been doing, and you're truly it's – like, it's like finally when people finally come out, especially MDs, it's like coming out of the closet. You know, They're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. and it's just – and everything just starts flowing. You, know? you, you start attracting people, but I guarantee you, you probably have you know, 10 plus 15 people that you feel so authentically close to that you thought you wouldn't have this type of uh, relationship than you would have, say, maybe, you know, I don't know how old you are, 10 years ago, you know. Um, but, you know, so it, it, don't you feel like you have, you have raised your frequency to the point where you have really authentic relationships with people? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And um, it's funny because I was just talking to one of my accountability partner uh, today, and she was mentioning about some of the people in her life that are, you know, very drama-prone and, uh, you know, I said, do you really want to know <laughs> what's going on? She's like, yeah, I do. I said, well, 77% is actually your stuff. You know, <laughs> The other 20% is their stuff that you're dancing with them. So if you own that, you know, and not, not with guilt, not with judgment, not with any of that, just like, hey, this is curious. 
gee, why do I still need drama in my life? You know, but I'm like, it's so foreign almost to me now. Not yeah. to say that that doesn't happen, yeah. but it's like, oh, well, that's, oh, wow, I haven't had that in a while. How curious, you know, that's what, what it's like. Well, you know, so it, it's, it's so true, and, and I try I try not to judge the judgment, and that, it, that's one of the hardest things to do because um, yeah. when you become, when you come, like, you feel like you're creating your reality and you're very powerful in that sense, you uh, try not to judge in that sense, but we all value judge every second of our lives, right? We're, we're value judging each other right now, or listeners are value judging me or you, whatever the case. And that's just a natural subconscious decision that happens that we do every second of our lives. We can't help but value judge all the time. And it's a good thing that we're value judging because that's how we discern and move, make movement and, and, and ascend to the areas where you want to ascend to or, or reach our goals or create our intentions. But it's when the judgment is um, not a logical or um, it's more just an emotional, unfounded judgment. I think that people need to look at that and say, okay, is this serving me to have this emotional drama-filled for the sake of drama-filled judgment? Um, that's when I think people need to start discerning between value judging and then emotionally judging. And I think, uh, I think people come to the conclusion that the, the, the latter doesn't really serve them as well. In my yeah, opinion. that's a good point about, uh, you know, the, the judging and then the discernment, because discernment is sort of like judging, right, like you said. Um, but yeah. I think discernment, you know, creates that decision, like what's the higher decision here? You know, what's the higher light mm-hmm. score decision? So, yeah, that's neat. I, and I love what you said earlier about uh, having to do the shadow work, because I've been saying that for a really long time, and I certainly was the last person on earth who wanted to do that. I'm like the poster <laughs> child for avoiding shadow work. Uh, that and codependency uh, years ago. and uh, But now it's like, oh, I get it. And, and we often will get these little challenges as we grow and evolve that sometimes seems like it's something bad, but if we can just be curious about it and like, wow, okay, why am I co-creating this? Is there something... You know, now of course I I get to I you know I get to quote unquote cheat a little bit because then I can just ask source. Okay, are you doing this to test me, or are you doing this so I can appreciate <laughs> where I've come, or are you doing this because the other person needs my help to and you know and then I get those yes no answers very directly. But you know, but but just not to just automatically go oh you know something's you know bad and and, and I don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I know the feeling and it, it's. It's it's once you kind of realize that um, you know it, it's tough though because it, if you look at it from a perspective, it is so tough that if you look at it from a perspective as much as you possibly can in any given day in any given moment, that everyone's a reflection of you. So when you meet somebody, it's a, it's really you you're you're meeting. It's your you created that person to appear to play in your role in your in your play here, mm-hmm. and so it's really you because you created that person. Now you might attract another co-creator. Who's, who chose to allow themselves to come into your reality, right? That may be the case. But the point is you manifested that person. And now if everyone is people that you created and manifested in your play, it's like, wow, you know, this is all me. Everyone's looking at me. Now, not that, you know, not Jeffrey Dahmer. He's, he's not me. You know, he wouldn't be in my play, right? But once you realize um, and that's maybe not a greatest example to use, but I'm trying to use an extreme example where – Hitler. That yeah, we I attract, use that one all the time. We attract. The, oh my God! Listen, I need to know who your parents are. All right, we may be related. I don't know. So, um, <laughs> and uh, so when, once you attract that in your life, 
you, you know, once you realize that everything's a mirror of yourself, okay, I don't like that part of Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, I don't like the part when he's, you know, he's eating people, okay? I, you, know, he, you know, I don't like that part. And you got to realize there's a, part, there's a part in you that recognizes that evil in him. And it might mm-hmm, be a very mm-hmm. small, minute, minute level of evil, but it, re- it couldn't recognize it unless it was first seen in yourself. And now the, on the other end, too, when you find, you know, you see a Mother Teresa and you love those attributes of what she's like and what she's doing, you're like, wow, you could not have recognized that beauty in her unless you were first recognized that beauty within yourself, especially if they're all a manifestation of, of yourself. So if you could go kind of just remind yourself throughout the day of that, let's just, I don't even want to call it a fact, but let's just say of a fact that you want to, you want to make it a fact, okay, of a, a wishful fact, let's say. And if you could go through your, your day, just try for one day or one week. Just go through everyone you run into and every decision you make that everyone's a reflection of yourself. <laughs> Watch what happens at the end of the day or the end of the week of how you just empowered yourself almost exponentially because you're going to find out is you, at the end of the day, is going to be one of the most compassionate persons you've ever seen because now it means something to you to meet that grocery person there because that's a reflection of you. It means something to see the person in the street who, you know, who's, you know, he's, he's, he's laying in the street with a cardboard box. That's a reflection of you. Uh, and it's also meaningful to see the person who's a millionaire who's, uh, you know, who's on the yacht and, and enjoying, enjoying, his, enjoying their time. That's a reflection of you. And so you're, you're going to connect more with source and connect with this reality that you're creating. And if you, if you claim it to be your own, and I think that's one of the most powerful tools you could practice on an ongoing basis when you're trying to claim your power of your intentions because it's so helpful to kind of see it from a different perspective. And one of the things that we do on the site, real quick here, is we, what we have on our top of our site, as you, in addition to creating intentions, is we have called your daily practices. And part of your daily practices is sharing acts of kindness, what you witness or what you're seeing or, or what, you, what you, have done for you, you have done yourself. Um, and also acts of gratitude. We have prayer requests. Uh, we call um, we have um, also uh, uh, laughter. What you're laughing about? All these higher vibrational mm, uh, nice. states of being. You just put it in there. It says I am grateful for today, and you share that, and people could like it and comment on it. And so now, when what the nice part of witnessing stuff, like when you witness acts of kindness, you're actually shifting and changing your biochemicals um, reactions in your own body. So every time you're experiencing these higher vibrational practices, let's say, you're shifting, changing your state of being via biology. And this is the real science behind it. I mean, this, I'm not saying, I wasn't just saying, it, it, science supports this. There's a, and as you know, as Dr. Bruce Lipton will tell you, there's a, there's a physical phenomenon going on. Every thought has a, it's a physical phenomenon, has, a, has properties to it. And it, it goes within ourselves and also outside of ourselves. And, and Bruce Lipton explains that very, very closely. If you haven't checked that out, you should check it out. And how we know, we know for a fact, I'm not getting into the details of it because, you know, you know a lot more about me. You're the doctor. But um, we know for a fact how and uh, how our thoughts affect within our body, you know, the placebo-nocebo effect. We know how it affects our DNA. We know how it gives the opportunity to recreate brand-new DNA never seen before in our body. We have measured it. We know it. It may not be in our history books. It may not be in our science books. It may not be in our school education system. It may not be on Fox News or MSNBC or whatever entertainment tonight, Joe, Jimmy Fallon, crazy stuff you guys <laughs> listen to these days. It may not be in there because that's their reality, that, they're, that you're creating, you're intending their reality for them. But when you get into my reality, this is what I see every day. And that is, to me, is the most amazing and powerful ap- opportunity to know that our thoughts, we know the effect our body and how it affects it now. Our thoughts, we also know, 
um, it affects outside of ourselves too. They cha- they traveled outside of ourselves with a property with a wave formation, just like a microwave or or a gamma wave or or um, you know a TV a, a radio wave. But we don't know for sure science it is. I mean, some of us you know know because they're tied into spirit, but science is not caught up yet, and it never will be caught up. It'll always be chasing the chasing the energy, right? One step behind, One step behind right? Mm-hmm. And um, but the but we know it affects people outside. You know, we know that through what remote viewing. We know that through ESP. They're all scientifically proven. But we don't know how exactly. We have some kind of ideas that it may be attached to photons, and they may be communicating on that level. But we don't know. But you don't have to know. I mean, you don't really don't have to know at this point because that's not so important for your reality to be created to know exactly how. I, eventually, I believe it will. We will know. But you know, I, I'll tell you one quick story here. I know we're running out of time here, but one quick story that um that uh, Bruce Lipton mentioned to me on the show was that how do we know that affects our body? There was this girl who actually um, needed a heart transplant, and you might have heard this story. And she, uh, she actually, another girl her age died, and um, this girl was murdered, though, and she transferred her heart into another girl. And, and the girl who got the heart was having nightmares at nighttime. And, um, yeah. and she was at, having nightmares that she was being murdered. And so it turns out that she was able to describe to the police of this, how vivid these dreams were that the police actually found the killer of the girl that gave her the heart transplant that was murdered. Now, what does that say? That's, that's a pretty big deal. It may not say how it actually happened, but what it is saying is, and he's absolutely right, is that our bodies are uh, the TV set, and our spirit or our consciousness is the broadcast. And doesn't matter where what happens to the TV set. If the TV set breaks down. Does it mean the broadcast is not going to be coming into the TV set anymore? No. It means that you just got to find another TV set with that same antenna, same frequency that's going to pick up that broadcast again. And but what it's saying is that little girl broadcast was still alive, just that she found an antenna that was in her heart that was still the same perceptors that were on the heart that was still tuned into that frequency of that little girl that she was. It was it was commingling with the other girl who was alive, and they were kind of blending. They were they were blending their their two consciousnesses for that period of time, or they, maybe they still are. But it shows you multiple things. One, there's no death, and because we're 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 on, we're uh, infinite beings. And two is that we know thoughts travel outside our bodies, without a doubt. And I think once people realize that and they realize when that telephone rings and you knew it was an ant that you haven't heard from a long time ago, you could take into account that we're not linear time, we're past, present, and future. But the bottom line is that thought picked up on that or to the extreme mm-hmm. when you get your guidance from your source. And that is why the power of our intentions, the power of our thoughts are so critical and important to really be able to try to start learning about and start mastering and start um, and using it to manifest your reality for the better. Yeah, that is great. Yeah, thank you for that uh, story as well. I know that I've you know done so much, you know, reading around this and and uh, some of the things that I just take for granted, just like, you know, just from you know everything I've studied. Um, but there's a lot of people who haven't studied that, so I think that's really important that they hear stories like that. To go, wow, how? you know, we don't may not know how that happens. We just know it does. Um, that's why I get my students, Tim, to do weather magic to change the weather um, when, oh, it's, when it is allowed, of course, uh, because then they could actually witness how powerful their intentions are because it's right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell, yeah, you stop tell, a fire, tell you stop a hurricane. Tell, 
Tell them to take down those chemtrail planes, would you? Put them, put them work on that. <laughs> well, you know, what we can do is we can change the frequency of the chems. So, yeah, so we can actually neutralize them. And, you know, we've done healings with, you know, sometimes the animals will, you know, alert me that there's something going on with them. and Or other clairvoyants will say, hey, the beetles told me to come talk to you about the chemtrails. So, I'm so, like, okay, so you, you speak to what, what do you need? You, you, you hear and speak to animals? Oh my! Well, oh my no, God. That, you have to be. Some people do. Some people do. I know. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I'm not really an animal clairvoyant. I know some people are. I just got a dog recently, um, so he's. I'm still get you know kind of doing yes no questions with him, but uh, but some people are. They actually <laughs> hear things. They're clairaudient, uh, which is really really amazing. Yeah. And we did have somebody here on the line with their hand up, but then they put their hand down. So I'm not sure if if you answered her question or whether – but she's still on the line. So um, well, let me just check in her. real quick with her, and let's yeah. see, or him. I'm not really sure. Um, area code 646, did you have a question for Tim? Hello? No, you don't want to say anything? Hello? No. Oh, maybe not. No okay. one there. But that's okay. <laughs> um, well, okay. I, I want to I want to mention I want to mention one thing real quick too. I think that you'll really appreciate this, Doctor. Is that uh, we have I don't know if Jennifer told you about the Imagine If program. It's basically uh, showing sharing with children in school in our school system, which is pretty messed up these days uh, on many yeah. many levels. Kids really aren't learning anything of importance. You know, uh, they're, they're in my opinion, they're just learning how to stay connected into the matrix, but. We're teaching them how to how their thoughts create the reality at a young age, from first grade to twelfth grade. And we have a program that we mm. put a four process in, very similar to what we do on the site, but more so for on a kid's level where they can understand how they could ch- shift their they shift their perception, they shift what they experience. So whether they're being bullied or they're or they're not doing well in a math class or whatever the case may be, you know, have an opportunity to put on the rose colored glasses of how things could look at, and also they still themselves to look into what could be blocking what they're the change that they're wanting in the life. Uh, it's a very simple process. It's simple. Um, it's a kind of build up a 15 module program and we're actually getting it rolled out now in home schools. Um, we just got interested in public schools are so tough on things like this because you know, a lot of them, they won't let you even talk about the word meditation or yoga. So you can't even say those words. You have to say mindfulness. So you have to say whatever the, you know, the politically Exercise. correct word at the time. Is. <laughs> Exercise. Yeah. Focus I mean, uh, even, even or something. <laughs> So it's it just uh, we're very excited about this, and we're and we, we we really want real change. We don't want just. I mean, I'm, I'm very much a pragmatic person, and we want real change, and it needs to be done on a level of just think if if you and I knew that we have thoughts create a reality in first grade, where do you think we'd be today? Boy, I'd be flying around the, the universe like Neo, you know. Yeah. I'd be flying around, and who knows what I'd be doing? I sure you know I sure wouldn't be where I am today. I know that much. I'm just catching up now in my 40s, so I'm just figuring it out now, right? So uh, we really think that a movement is to get it out into the into the schools and get real education, and not indoctrination, but real education into that they have their power themselves to create their own reality. And once we empower children on that level, everything changes. Game over. You know, house of cards falls apart, and and a, a true reality of what we want comes 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 about. Now, how do people get uh, connected with that uh, launching program and and for the other education programs? Yes, definitely. We're we're literally just launching it this this year. Uh, if they want to get to unitedintentions.org, there we have a website connected to uh, Jesse. It's called UI Education, and uh, also they could email Jennifer at jennifer.kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R at unitedintentions.org, and uh, she's she's heading it up. She's in charge of all that. 
and uh, they can get that implemented. And we have multiple different programs for it, whether it's train the trainer or we implement it or we, uh, you, you get a master trainer person in there, whatever the case may be. But it's, it's, it's just really simple. Everyone loves it. It's the biggest hit right now. We're just like, wow, this is so great. We're going to be rolling out a lot of the summer schools uh, and, and then then going full strength in the fall. So, uh, yeah, definitely go to unitedtest.org and you'll, you'll, you'll get in contact with us any given time on that. So it's uh, really, really what's needed. Oh, that's great. Oh, we did have a question. On, some people are uh, commenting on the chat, but um, uh, Anna says, time willing. Yeah. Uh, I have a question about managing. How do you manage your perception while in the process of observing depression or other emotions that people perceive as a negative emotion? Well, I, I, that's that? a great question. I would, I would say, I would say, as the person in the in the middle of, I, I assume she's meaning that she's watching somebody else, or she's in herself depressed. Let's just say she means in, in herself. Um, that you have to be the observer, meaning that's the person who's looking in at herself, what's going on. Herself, but you, yeah. Know, yeah, in herself. Okay, that as the observer, um, you're still feeling the feelings. You're still going through the emotions. You're still going through the, uh, the 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 depression, the ups and downs. But instead of just being lost, totally consciously, unconsciously lost into that motion where years. There's no steering wheel. There's no, you know, everything's dark around you. You're you're looking at it from a bigger a, a bigger per, bird's eye perspective. You're still feeling it, but you're not judging it like you normally would have judged it. You normally would have been like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to kill them. You know, I have to kill him for cheating on me, or I'm gonna have to. You know, you're more like, wow, I really want to kill him. I can't believe I really want to kill him. Well, I don't want to kill somebody like that. I don't like to kill, you know. So you're 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 perceiving it from an observer's perspective, and you're kind of using your critical thinking more so, or your heart mm-hmm. thinking more so than you are you are just lost in the storm and you have no way to get out. So you're still feeling it. But what's nice about that when you when you truly are the observer of of your reality going on, it's the waves are just much smaller and and less intense. And you still get the same message, and you're able to move right. out of it quicker too. So I I, I yeah. think it's a great question. Whoever said that, I just want to give you a big hug. All right, I'm here. I am giving yeah. you a hug. Yeah, <laughs> she's a sweetie. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Anna. So big hug for me too to everyone. Um, yeah, you know it's funny because my 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 husband is pretty uh, sensitive, uh, and uh, he'd be like. I'm feeling there must be an entity around. I said, well, why is that? And he goes, because I'm having really, really bad negative thoughts. So, I mean, the really great thing about it, he's gotten from personalizing it that they're, they're like they're, they're his, you know what I mean, yeah. to yeah. at least the question of, hey, where is this coming from, you know? Right. And then I'm the one that right. tests, you know, who's is, who's is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah, yeah. See, I play, I play a little bit with them. I say, listen, I sent that demon over to you, all right? So, uh, you know, be nice, be kind <laughs> to him or I'll make him do bad things to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I, I've had a blast, Tim. Thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really look forward to being on your show in the near future. Um, oh, I, I think we I got it wait. set up for... Friday the 26th. Yeah, so we'll get that information yes, to yes. everyone. Um, yeah, that's going to be so much fun. Uh, again, everyone, oh, the no, that, the website yeah. to go to is unitedintentions.org. Yes, Tim, any last-minute th- thoughts? No, I just think the world to you. I love what you're doing, and I really can't wait to get you on the show because I, am, I have a 1,000 questions for you, and so just get ready to you know be on that roller coaster. That's all i got to say, doctor. All right, I'm good. I'm prepared. 
<laughs> All right, great. Thank you again, Tim, so much. Congratulations for launching such an amazing, amazing, uh, you know, not-for-profit uh, business to help uh you know all of us, and uh, it's a, it's a wonderful compliment to the the work that I do, and um, I also want to thank everyone who's listening in, either on the replay or live today, and everyone's comments and everyone saying thank you. So thank you so much, Tim. Thanks everyone. Thank Until you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.